New Year, new prices. That's right. Today we are talking about the infamous price raise of the new year. This is something that is extremely popular in our industry, in the beauty industry. So I thought it would be a really good topic to cover for today since it's the new year and we're in January. But is raising your prices in the new year good or bad for your business? So today we are going to talk about why you should raise your prices, why you shouldn't, what qualifies you to actually raise your prices, and what you should expect if you choose to do so. How's everybody doing today? My name is Sam and this is the Electric Hair Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. I am happy to be back. If you didn't catch last week's episode, it talks all about electric hair and what you can expect from us moving forward, especially with the podcast this year. But we're changing our vision, we're changing our values and beliefs and changing how we show up and serve you. So if you haven't checked out that episode, I highly recommend you do so, so you know what's in store for you with the podcast and EHS in the future. Raising prices in the new year is so freaking popular. I don't know where this kind of came from, but I feel that in the beauty industry, we have this sense of entitlement that just because it's the new year, that means we should raise our prices. So today I'm really going to break down the stigma a little bit for you. And I'm really going to challenge you to question what value you're actually creating in order to raise those prices. So I wanted to start out this episode with what doesn't qualify you to raise your prices. (laughs) First, let's start there. I've shared this before. So the podcast is really based on my personal experiences. This, the, I only share things that I have personally gone through and that I've experienced myself. And the reason I share them with you is in hopes for you not to make the same mistake that I did. And you can learn from my mistakes. In no way am I shaming anybody. I, I'm not disagreeing that people shouldn't raise their prices. I just think that the theory that we have behind it needs to have a lot more meaning than just the date of it's a new year. It's January 1st, so it's time to raise my prices. So today I'm really going to be challenging you challenging you guys to question your experience with your clients and what you're giving them in order to make that value and price raise actually worth it for yourself and for your clients. So my personal belief is just because it's the new year, I don't think that it earns us as professionals the right to raise our prices. Like in retrospect, like you guys, it's just a date. It's a day of the year. So to me, that doesn't have enough meaning behind it. Like, oh, because it's the first, then, oh, now I should raise my prices. Like to me, that's not a significant reason why we should raise our prices. Like, honestly, what does the date matter? How is this significant? It's not, it's just a date. And I'll be the first to admit that this is something that I have done in the past, but I really didn't understand why I was doing it. It was just like me hopping on the bandwagon because it's the first of the year. So it kind of feels right for me to raise my prices. There was no rhyme or reason behind it besides of the date, but who cares? I don't think that the date really has anything to do with us raising our prices. We shouldn't just be relying on a date to consider our value as professionals. 
some questions I think that we should ask ourselves are, are we even booked enough to raise our prices? Is the demand for our services so high that we're turning people away? Are you evaluating your client experience and is it matching the value that you are going to raise your price on? I am so happy that we made it through another year in the industry, but the reality of the situation is, is that age ain't nothing but a number, honey. So it doesn't matter how long you've been doing hair, how long you've been in the industry. This doesn't signify our quality of work that goes into what we deliver. I know tons of hairdressers who have been doing hair for over 20 years and their quality of work isn't still, I think, of the standards of what clients expect today in the chair. And then uh, the opposite is true as I know so many stylists who are less than three years old in the industry who are delivering a phenomenal service and client experience. So that's why I think that age and the years that we've been behind the chair and the date of (laughs) the year has no relevancy in what we're actually providing as far as service goes compared to our price value and what we are charging our clients. So age ain't nothing but a number. It has nothing to do with the quality of work that goes into us as stylists. Because like I said, I know stylists that have been doing hair for so long and their growth hasn't really changed from maybe like five or 10 years ago. And then I know stylists who are a lot younger to the industry who are freaking killing it and are giving an exceptional service and client experience. And so it doesn't really matter how long we've been doing hair. What truly does matter is the experience we are giving to our clients and making sure that dollar amount matches that experience. And I can tell you for certain right now, there is always room for improvement and growth in how we deliver our experience to our client. Not necessarily our skill, but what are we providing other than our skill set to our clients? This is how we treat them, how they feel when they come into the salon. How do they feel when they leave the salon? Are we offering them amenities? What kind of value are we giving them more because we're upping our prices? We can't just up our price and not change anything about our client experience. It's a give and take on both ends. And I think that if you're going to upgrade your service ticket, then you need to upgrade your service on what experience you are giving to your client. So are you... Do you have snacks on them for hand if they're longer with you than four hours? What kind of amenities do you have? Uh, How are you elevating that client experience to the next level and adding to it to match that ticket price that you are adding more dollar amounts to? I want to share this really quick story about a good friend of mine here in New York. I also do her hair, um, but we went out to lunch one time and we were talking about a business, not in hair at all, um, but we were talking about a business and she was talking about how they raise their prices and she said the perfect thing and I have permission to take it. It is mine now. I stole it, but she said these exact words. She 
said, if you raise your price, you need to raise your value and experience. And I thought that was exceptional because the business that we were speaking about, they thought, I don't, I don't know what their reasoning was because I don't know this uh, business personally, and I don't have that kind of relationship with them. But from the outside looking in as clients of this business, they were upping their pricing for their service that me and her both would go to. and But there wasn't really anything more that they were giving us based on that dollar amount. And in our conversation, we continued and she had explained that it's not about the dollar amount. I don't mind paying more if I'm getting more for my experience. And I can't say that that is happening with this specific business. And I 100% agreed with her. We had the same kind of experience. And long story short, the relationship with this business that we both had, there wasn't enough trust built to have us continue to give and show up for their business. And it was, it is a service that we both want and we want to give them our money, but that give and take isn't equal. We can't just ask for more money and expect more money when we are not matching that value for our clients and delivering an exceptional experience for them. This is for all businesses. Like I said before, we weren't even talking about hair. We were talking about another service we both really enjoy and really like to spend our money on. And I thought that my friend labeled it perfectly well. So now it's mine. I'm taking it and I want to share that with you. So if you're raising your prices, you should be raising your value and experience for your clients. So what are you doing to raise your value and experience so it matches your price point? We can't just raise our prices and your quality of experience stays the same. That is, that's not how it works in the business realm. It doesn't matter if you do hair or if you're in another business. This is just how it works from a consumer's point of view. And we have to remember how this affects our clients on all levels. People will pay for your service. I'm sure it speaks for yourself, but they want a bang for their buck. I know I do. Whenever I give money to somebody, I want them to, I want them to care. And if I'm investing somewhere, and even if it's a service, I want to know that the business cares about me. And that's where we can shine in our experience. How are you showing your clients that you care in your experience? This is not in your skill. This is not how you deliver your service and what your color looks like. How are you making them feel? How are you elevating your hair experience with them? Because doing hair is not enough anymore. That is a given. We should be good at doing our job. That is the very minimum standard. But what are we doing different to create an exceptional experience for our clients? So you already know that I don't believe you should raise your prices just because it's the new year. So here are some things that I believe why and when you should actually raise your prices. So I believe that you should consider raising your prices when you are overbooked. What does overbooked mean? You are in such high demand that it's conflicting for your regulars to rebook in a proper time. So 
For instance, let's say a balayage for time's sake and for example purposes for this, a balayage comes in every three months, right? You see a client and you are so booked that you can't fit in time for her next follow-up maintenance appointment in three months. That's when you should take a step back and consider raising your prices. So what we tend to do as professionals when we start to get overbooked is we start to come early and we start to stay late and we come in on our day off just to make up for those clients who are regulars to have a continued appointment, right? This is why I think you should consider raising your prices. I personally don't think it's fair for us to take clients we can't maintain in the future. So there should always, I think, should be a time and place for them in the future if because they have to maintain their hair, right? And we're educating them about their maintenance, or we should be about when they should be coming back in. But if we can't fulfill that, then that starts to become a challenge. So something needs to change. So that's when I think that you should take a step back and reevaluate upgrading your prices. And later when we talk about what to expect, I'll let you guys in on why or what's going to happen when we raise our prices. So this is something I struggled with in California. I've shared this a couple of times, but for this episode's sake, I'm going to share it again. But there was a point while I was in California that I was booked three months or more in advance. And at first I thought it was amazing, right? Like when I say it out loud to people, it's like, how can you complain about being booked three months in advance? But the challenge was for for all my color appointments, I wasn't able to maintain them. So what I was doing was sacrificing my personal time off and coming in early, staying in late and coming on my days off. And at first it seems sustainable, but it is not. It does not last long before we hit that crash and burn state. And we shouldn't be overworking ourselves if the demand is so high. And that's when I think that we need to raise our prices. Does that kind of make sense? Like the demand is so high and it's conflicting and I have actually no time to have a life besides doing hair. Now it's time to raise my prices. If you have a wait list, you should consider raising your prices in order to start eliminating that wait list. It's a blessing to be in such high demand. Yes, I am so freaking proud of you. That is so great but it is not worth it at the expense of our health and our sanity because we all know how it feels to be overworked. It is not fun and it is not ideal. That is, to me, it's not, I don't want to be living to work. I want to work so I can live. And so we need to start taking control and recognizing when it's appropriate to raise our prices and when it is not. So I think when you are overbooked and you have have a wait list or a long wait list, then it's time to actually consider to raise your prices. When we raise our prices based on demand, this allows us for an increase at no limit. So what does this mean? So that means we're not using the date or the first of the year as a measure to raise our prices. This means that every time we become in such high demand, 
that's an opportunity to raise our prices again. So this is a limitless increase. So this means that if you raise your prices, let's say in March, and then your demand becomes higher by June, then you can raise your prices again. And if the same thing happens three to four months later, and your demand becomes high again, and you find yourself turning away clients, or you find yourself with a long wait list, or you find yourself not being able to maintain your client's appointments, it's time to raise your prices again. Do you see how that makes more sense than just relying on the first of the year? It makes way more sense and this allows us for a broader opportunity to continue to increase our prices throughout the year at an endless amount. So you can raise it eight times if the demand is that high for you. This is an endless amount of pay raises that is not based on a date from the first of the year. Okay, we got that out of the way. You know how I feel that it shouldn't be relied on a date. And then now you have a better understanding of when I think you should actually be considering raising your prices. So when you do get to the point of raising your prices based on what we just talked about, This is what you should expect when you do raise your prices. You should expect to lose clients. And I know that sounds really, really scary, but this is the result that we should be expecting because the idea when we are in such high demand is to eliminate more of that demand, right? This is such a good thing because we are now eliminating people who aren't our really target market, who we don't really have that much fun behind the chair at, the clients who don't refer us, these are eliminating all those bad apples and making room for the people who truly believe in your service and your expertise and what you deliver as a professional. It is not a bad thing to be working less and be getting paid more. That is the ultimate goal, I think, when we are raising our prices is to release some of that weight of demand off of our shoulders and increase our pay, right? I totally understand how scary this is at first, and you may have more availability than you usually do. But remember, you are now getting paid more for doing less clients, and you now have space for new guests who will start at that new price rate that you increased. And these should be people of your target market. These are your dream clients. You absolutely love coming in with them. You have a good time. It doesn't feel like work. That's who we should be making room for when we raise our prices. I am totally guilty of this in California. I never raised my prices. I kept them pretty much the same the entire time I was there, which is horrible. I don't recommend that. If you haven't raised your prices in a year, I think you really should evaluate what kind of education you are doing, how much you've grown as a professional. And again, reevaluate that client experience that you're giving to your guests because being good at hair isn't just good enough anymore. We need to be giving more value to our guests in order to equal that value amount that we are raising. So I made this mistake. I never raised my price 
prices. But coming to New York, I started to take control of my business and not let it control me because that's definitely how it felt in California. And you know what, you guys? Now I make more money than I did in California and I work a quarter less than I did in California. That is fucking crazy. That should be mind-blowing to you. There, I was working four times harder in California and getting paid less than what I am now with less clients. And now I have my dream clients. In California, I had a really great clientele, but I can tell you honestly right now, I did not love all of them. I was not excited about every single one who sat in my chair. But I can say that now, since I've taken control and my price point matches my experience and my value that I give to my clients, I have my dream clientele. There is not one person that sits in my chair that I do not love and do not look forward to doing their hair. Every time I show up, I am so excited. It doesn't feel like work. And the exchange in service and quality is equivalent to what they are giving me in the dollar amount. So both of us are really, really happy. So now I am not overworked and it feels amazing. I can honestly say that I have a life now and I have way more control over my business. And I've heard from multiple people that my prices here in New York, especially for our location in a very, very small town, people say that my prices are really high. And that's totally okay because it's eliminated those clients that I don't really have fun doing. And if, but my quality and value and experience speaks volumes. And I have an incredible clientele that trusts me. They refer people to me. They never complain about the dollar amount. And it's a solid give and take on both sides. So I had mentioned in California that I was booked three months or so uh, in advance. And now I am getting to the point where I need to reevaluate my price value again. I think I'm going to be switching it up and adding a price increase because now I'm getting booked three months in advance again. I have like maybe one or two available appointments, maybe for within this next three months. Other than that, I am fully booked. And I'm not sharing that with you guys to brag. I'm using myself as an example so you can better understand of when we should be raising our prices and why we should be raising our prices. So let's recap. That was kind of a lot today. Your value should not be based on a date. Your value should be based on your experience and your demand. Just like my good friend said, if you raise your prices, you need to raise your value and experience. You need to give them a bang for their buck. It's an even give and take in return. When you raise your price, expect to lose clients and be happy about it. This is a really great thing because we are making room for the people who really trust us and who are really eager to have our our services and experience. So today we covered the popularity myth on why raising your prices should not be based on a date. 
um, and why it should be based on your value and experience that you're giving to the client. But next week, we're going to talk about how to raise your prices. And I'm going to give you some tactics and I'll share with you one little sneak peek. It is not through your post on social media. That is not how we raise our prices and that's not how we let our clients know. So next week, we're going to be talking about how to approach it and how different tactics you can do to professionally let your clients know that you're raising your prices. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and found value in it, please write us a review on iTunes. I would really love and appreciate it. And if you think a friend can benefit from this episode, please send it their way and maybe they can get the same benefit that you did out of today's episode. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast by clicking subscribe on iTunes, our Spotify, our SoundCloud. Um, When you hit subscribe, you are notified the day of of every time we upgrade or every time we post a new episode. So you'll be the first to know. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you agree or disagree with this episode, I would love to know your input professionally. So slide into Electric Hair Society's DMs. Let me know how you feel and let's have a discussion about it. I love you guys so much and we will see you next week. Have a great week, guys.